Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of kettering baptist church where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor bucus sterling iii Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Let the church say amen. Are you glad that he reigns? Bless his name. I don't know about you, but I am glad that the reigning king in my life is Jesus Christ. It's not the president. It's not the governor. No, he reigns. I'm, I'm glad about that. Governments come and go. Men are wishy-washy. But the Lord is same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he doesn't change. He's an unchanging, immutable God. And I'm glad that we have him sitting on the throne and reigning and ruling him, taking control. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, uh, praise team and praise dancers, uh, for blessing us on this morning. For those of you who are unaware, uh, today we are celebrating 50, 52 years. 52 years. Amen. Uh, the Lord has been sustaining Kettering Baptist Church for 52 years of ministry and uh, continuing to bless us to do the work of the kingdom, to make impactful differences, uh, to be relevant, to be strong, and to still be vibrant and growing 52 years into the journey. Amen. I think the Lord just deserves some praise for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the way back in 1969. Some of y'all probably remember back that far. Amen. <laughs> you were in kindergarten, remember? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, we're excited on today that the Lord has indeed given us a chance to come this far and to celebrate what he's done over these 52 years, but also what he is doing and what he has plans to do uh, in the future. And so if you have your Bibles with you on this morning, and you should, I want to invite your attention to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. Uh, and we'll begin at Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. So when you get there, let us know you're there by saying amen, whether you're here in the sanctuary or whether you're viewing by a live stream. Uh, once you're there, say it as loud as you can. Amen. I'm there. About three people are there in here in the church. So I'm not sure how many of y'all online got there already, but 
We have a few that have made it here to Joshua chapter 1, verse, verse 1. The word of the Lord reads as follows, and if you would uh, read along with me. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness to this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As it was, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right nor the right hand or the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. I'm going to stop right there. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we honor you this morning. We bless you for your grace, your kindness, your love, and even for the privilege we have of celebrating 52 years of ministry here as Kettering Baptist Church. Father, I pray now that your Holy Spirit will be in the midst of this experience, that you would speak through these lips of clay, God, a word that would cause a, a life that is lost to be found on today, to be restored on today, to be reconciled on today. Father, speak to your children that they might have direction for their life. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would bind every spirit and every demonic entity that is not like you that might hinder the process of your people being blessed and growing and changing by the word of God today. Lord, let the word of God flow richly in this place and through the atmospheres and through the airways and through the online connections that those who will hear the word of God today might be changed as a result of having heard it. God, speak in such a way that the people of God would know that it was not me but it was you who was speaking because there would be no way for me to know what's going on in their life but you know what's going on so father speak to your people on today and change them from the inside out god we stand in need of you so speak a word heavenly spirit i need you god strengthen my mind my heart let the let me allow me for clarity of thought and speech that everything i say and do lord god would honor you and bless your holy name to you, God, I give glory and honor and praise in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Again, uh, Katherine, as we come together on this occasion, and I know that the times have caused things to kind of be different, but as we celebrate 52 years as a church, one of the things that is exciting to me about it is that there are many churches that have been in place for years, but they're just in place. I'm, I'm really excited, and I don't say that just because I'm here and I'm the pastor, but I say that because 
I'm, I'm excited that, that we're not just in place, but we're, we're, we're impacting the kingdom of God. Uh, not just where we are, but around the world. And so I'm, I'm excited that, that in our 52nd year, we're still alive and thriving and not just dead and existing. Y'all still here with me? We uh, rejoice in this opportunity, obviously, because it is by the grace of God that we have come to this place. And we also, uh, in 2021, uh, we find ourselves in a a transitioning time of history, uh, but also a transitioning time of church life. Um, Things are changing. Um, Times are not the same. Church is changing. Everything is changing. And as I kind of started to reflect back, I thought about the fact that we are now going through change is not new as it relates to the church. For Kettering, I can just speak for Kettering specifically, has gone through uh, a number of changes over the years. Back in 1969, when the church was founded, it was founded as a uh, Anglo, 100% Anglo church that was ministering in a majority Anglo community, reaching out with a focus of reaching that immediate surrounding community. It has transitioned over the years to become a mixed multitude of people who are ministering with a focus of reaching every nation, every tongue, and every tribe. We're not just trying to reach the people around our little small Jerusalem, but no, God has blessed us now to have a focus to go beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. And I know that even though you may, those of you who have come into the sanctuary, those of you who have fellowshiped with us and worshiped with us, you may say, well, you're a predominantly African-American church. That's just the church you see. We've been ministering via XM satellite radio into Canada, into uh, around the continental United States, and through online services and through streaming services into Uganda and uh, Pakistan and Israel and China and Philippines and and all over the world. And not only are we ministering in these venues, but we're receiving feedback that the gospel is impacting people all over the world from every tongue, every tribe, every color in villages all over the place. I mean, places that you and I may never get to visit, but by the, by the benefit of the utilization of technology. God has opened up the world that the ministry that happens in this place is literally changing lives all over the world. And can I say this to y'all? I'm just going to be honest with us since, since I'm talking here and to the Kettering folk that, you know, y'all are the Kettering people that been with the church for 52 years and for whatever part of that 52 years you've been with the church. Can I say this to you? Some of those people who are listening, who are driving truck drivers, who are driving up and down the road listening on XM satellite radio, some of those that are listening in the small villages on a little bitty radio uh, somewhere and tuning into the only internet service in the cafe somewhere, some of those people are more faithful in their attendance than the ones that come. Amen, somebody. 
God has expanded the reach of the church and, and brought us through these changes and these shifts. And as we uh, go through these uh, transitions as a church, uh, because at one point we were known as that little church on the corner. And now we're the big church on the hill. I like that because it kind of reminds me of Zion. That city of Zion up on the hill where you go up. And that's why they said, I look unto the hills. Y'all will catch that one later. From whence come my help, for my help comes from the Lord. And so they, they, uh, COVID has moved in our midst and brought us to another time and another season, if you will, of change. Uh, change in the regards to what church looks like. And I'd even say our priorities in church life have to also change in order that we might accomplish the same divine, the unchangeable, the immutable design and assignment of God. And so as we go through now this new season of change, we remain biblocentric. In other words, the Bible is still the centricity of what we operate from. We are not changing the word of God. Can I say that again? Um, As long as I am pastor, I am not changing the word of God to meet the society's feelings and emotions. Let me just go ahead and get for real. real. I, I, I don't care about. I, don't, I really don't care about offending people when I'm preaching the gospel. You know why? And, I, and I'm not saying it to the sense that I'm preaching in a way to try to hurt folk. No, I know that the gospel, which is the truth of God, will offend the sinner. Amen. And so I, 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 for me to try to bend the gospel to fit the, the culture... I would be the one that would be putting myself in jeopardy of the judgment of God. And so I preach the truth so that I can keep you from the judgment of God. Amen, somebody. And so the, so, 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 so the, the, the Bible doesn't change, and so we don't change that, and we don't change our assignment that we have from God, but we have to change our, our approaches, and perhaps in certain seasons we change our priorities of how we accomplish that goal. I would probably suggest that not only COVID, but other situations in your life that have occurred and are occurring are also requiring of you to shift and change your priorities. Are y'all still here? I want to talk to us this morning from the subject matter, reprioritizing for the future. Reprioritizing for the future. Now, this year we have uh, uh, set as a theme, uh, reprioritizing our lives. And so on this 52nd anniversary day of celebration, I really want to stay with that thematic idea, but I want to talk about reprioritizing for the future because if the future of Kettering is going to go beyond 52 years, there are some things that we are going to have to do in terms of reprioritizing to be and remain relevant and to remain strong and and active and effective in this world in which we live. I'm going to suggest to you, if you're going to be prepared for the future that is yet ahead of you, there are some reprioritizations that you're going to have to make, some things you're going to have to do in order to survive the future that's coming your way. 
And so I, I want to I dig into that uh, on this morning. And as I look at this particular text, Joshua is uh, in this uh, precarious situation where uh, Moses has died and Joshua now has the, 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 the transitional obligation in front of him. In other words, Joshua now has to change his priorities because his priorities up until now were to be the assistant of Moses. Y'all still here? In other words, everything Joshua did from the time he got up to the time he went to bed was he had at his priority was to assist Moses in dealing with these five million plus people that he was leading through the wilderness. But now that Moses is dead, the priority now shifts because his priority is now no longer to be the assistant, but now his priority is to be the leader. Are y'all still here? I'm talking to somebody because these are the types of transitions that are going to happen and are happening in your lives. You used to be the one that supported Big Mama, but now you're Big Mama. Amen. You used to be the one that was just kind of supporting and helping keeping the, the families, you know, together or that type of thing. And everybody kind of looked at the other big sister or big brother and now big brother, big sister is gone. So now you big brother, you are big sister. Now everybody's looking at you. I'm, I'm really preaching better than you saying amen, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep, keep on digging because things are changing. Priorities have to change, and they change not only in church life, but they change in our personal lives because our positions change, because leadership changes, because things change, and nothing stays the same. And so in, in Joshua's situation, he now has to shift his priorities in order to do what is before him to do as the assignment of God. And for Joshua, there's three things I'll pull out of the text that he has to do in terms of prioritizing for the future of Israel and for the future that is imminently before him. First and foremost, if you walk here with me in the first few verses, it says, after the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, my servant Moses is dead. Now, why does God say that when Joshua knows that? Listen, sometimes God has to say to you stuff you already know. Why, pastor? It's just like when you're dealing with your children. Sometimes you got to tell them stuff that they already know. Come on, parents. You ever said, this is my house? They know that. <laughs> so, sometimes God has to tell us stuff we already know because we're acting like we don't know. School starts in five minutes. We got to leave. They know that. But you got to tell them because they're acting like they don't know. (laughs) Watch this. So the Lord says to Joshua, Joshua, uh, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people into the land which I am giving to you in Israel. Every place that you have, every place sold to your feet uh, shall tread upon. I'm giving it to you, um, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness, even to Lebanon, even to the great river Euphrates, and all the way through. 
Here's the first thing I think that Joshua has to do and we have to do in reprioritizing for the future. First, you have to embrace the end of the previous era. You have to embrace the end of the previous era. What are you talking about? You have to acknowledge that Moses is dead. So God has to state to Joshua the obvious Moses is dead. Joshua, the era of Moses being leader is over. Um, you've got to watch this. You, you, you got to deal with that, that, that Moses is dead. What used to be ain't no more. All right. Um, and so in order to embrace the end of the previous era, if I walk through the scenario that plays out in this text and in the, Bib- and in the Bible story here, the first thing I would suggest in, that would help us to, to, to embrace the end of the previous era is that the first thing we do is grieve the loss of what we had. Stay here with me. We've got to to go through a period of grief to to grieve and allow us to, to mourn over what was and to prepare us for what is coming. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 34, the Bible tells the story that after Moses died, that the people of Israel, the children of Israel, mourned and grieved for Moses for 30 days. Watch this. God gave them 30 days to cry, to mourn, to not get out the bed, to, 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 to snot up the pillow, to do all that stuff, whatever it was necessary, to eat too much, to, 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 to eat the whole thing of ice cream, to overdo on the chocolate. He let, he gave them 30 days, whatever it took for them to get over Moses, what, they, they, they had to go smell his garments, whatever it took, 30 days they gave him. The whole nation of Israel had 30 days to grieve him trying to talk to somebody this morning because you think you can move on without getting over what was you you can't be prepared for what's coming until you grieve what was because you were in love with what was let me let me just just get right down to it you, 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 are, you are used to coming to church and seeing everybody, hugging everybody, and slapping everybody high fives. And, and you were used to having all those cooking parties where we ate at every event. And, and now you can't do that. And you, so you say, everybody's trying to get back to where we were, but you've got to grieve that and let that go before we can move to the next stage. Some of you got some relationships and the relationship broke up and, and your boo walked away from you and things didn't work out and you found out in COVID you didn't have who you thought you had and all kind of stuff like that is working and you think you're going to move on to the next priority? No! You've got to grieve that thing before you can move on to the next. Some people lost their job. Your job was your, that's who you were. Now you don't have the job. You need to grieve that. Take the time to grieve the loss. Take the time. And whatever the loss was, whatever the scenario was, whether it was a job, whether it was uh, uh, poverty, because for some folk, some people came out of poverty during the COVID virus. Do y'all realize that? During the COVID season, some, some, watch this, 50% of the people who were in poverty came out of poverty during COVID. Do you realize that? 
50%. So, so guess what? In order for them to, Lord help me here. In order for them to, to get ready for the future, they've got to grieve the past. Now, it ain't too hard to grieve being, being poor. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministries of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title and broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301 627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.